Lou is the founder of the Rockaway New York chapter of the Black Surfers Association. Lou says his program is for any kid in the Rockaway area who wants to swim and surf but might not have the opportunity or means to do so. The mission of the BSA of Rockaway is to make a positive impact on the surrounding community by bringing everyone together as one and by empowering the youth in a positive way while being active. The lessons, which are free, are open to any child ages 4 to 16. In addition to surf lessons, Lou has expanded his programs to skateboarding and cooking lessons as well. He draws support from the major skateboarding brand Vans, who are eager to help support Lou's mission. Vans regularly donates boxes of shoes to Lou, who gives out these shoes to the BSA kids and the homeless in his community. Lou's heart and passion for this community are truly contagious. On this episode of Be the Good, Lou shares with us what inspired him to do this work and how he hopes to expand his mission going forward. Let's take a listen. Hi, Lou. How are you? What's going on? How are you? I'm great, thanks. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. We're really happy to have you on and talk to you about uh, your organization. So to get a better idea about the organization, I wanted to talk about a story that, from what I understand, is what helped inspire you to start this. So in 2014, two New York City police officers were nearly killed responding to a 14-floor fire on Coney Island. When investigators identified the source of the fire, it was an African-American boy who admitted he had lit a mattress on fire because he was bored. And from what I understand, this story was the reason you started the East Coast chapter of the Black Surfing Association. Can you tell us about what it was that inspired you in this story to get involved in the organization? When I found out uh, why, the, what, why the kid did it, uh, his name was Marcel Dockery. He was 13 at the time. Um, he lit a mattress downstairs in the basement because he was bored. And that blew my mind because like me growing up in Long Island, you know, like my parents always had us active and busy, you know, in activities like, you know, uh, karate, uh, BMX riding, skateboarding, surfing, whatever it was. And I figured to myself, wow, if this kid maybe was busy in an activity, surfing or not just surfing, but anything, whatever it is, after school projects, this, you know, police officer, he, he would be alive. So that prompted me to uh, start this going. So about a year before that, we had Hurricane Sandy here in Rockaway. And the mail was messed up then. Like they were delivering mail to all the crazy addresses, I mean, different uh, addresses. So I had gotten the, um, the Surface Journal by mistake. And I, I didn't return it. I opened it up and I start reading it. And there's this black guy surfing in there, this light-skinned black guy in there, about 60-something years old, named Tony Corley. And he was the founder of the Black Surfing Association. I was like, wow, there's black people that surf? I didn't know. That. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. I read that article like, four or five times and then i find him on facebook find him on facebook and then i say i explained to him what happened with the fire and then he was like you know because I, I told him like what i want to do and he was like so is that all you want to do is surfing i said oh, we'll see i said this is you know it's all new to me i don't know so um so we so he said yeah go for it so they didn't give me the tax id number because the tax id number that's what you need of course you know that in a nonprofit, yeah. right You're right they didn't give me that at first. So, but they saw me on Instagram. I said, listen, follow me on Instagram, follow me on Facebook. You'll... So they started seeing what I was doing, like, you know, now free surfing, free skateboarding. And now I'm doing free cooking classes, you know, with the local community that's never been heard of. And now I'm in the New York Times and now I'm on NBC television. Now I'm on Fox. They freaked out. They said, here you go. Here's the, here's the tax ID. And I got that. And then I was in um, Vans in Queens Cinema Mall in Elmhurst, New York, here in Queens, New York. 
And um, I'm wearing my nonprofit hoodie, the BSA, right there on the logo, right, right there. And the guy, the manager's like, hey, hey, what's that? Actually, he was first fascinated because I was a black surfer. That's unheard. Something that you don't hear of, yo. He was floored by that. So he was like, you teach kids free? I'm like, yeah. I'm, you know, I run a nonprofit. That's all on Instagram. Check me out. So he went in the back and checked me out and then came back and said, whoa, you do all that by yourself? I'm like, yeah, I work nights. I'm a doorman. I work nights just so I can work with the kids during the day. So he, uh, a week later, called me up and said, we got a couple of boxes. So when I went there, I walk into Vans, and there's like two shoe boxes. And I'm like, oh, okay. It, wow. But they came out with one, two big old boxes. So for the past year, they've been giving us, like, like I had to do my taxes for them last week, and they gave us like $43,000 worth of shoes. And then what I do is this. I give them out to the kids in my program. I give the, uh, as an incentive. Like if you come three or four times to my program for surfing, skateboarding, you get free shoes. If you if you do good in school, respect your parents. I mean, you know, do our beach cleanups. I'll give you free shoes. And um, and then when I have a, a you know, because like I told you, I'm a doorman overnight, so I see a lot of homeless at my job. Like I'm on 68th and Second Avenue. We're right next to the Fox Fox News, and we have a lot of homelessness. And a lot of the homeless people I've become friends with because I clean outside, so I see them every night. So there's a couple of them. Who doubted me? I said, hey, what size are you? I'm a 10 and a half. Why? I said, oh, I'm going to bring some free shoes, some free vans. You ain't bringing no free vans. I'm like, yeah, I am. They say, <laughs> so I said, I'm going to bring you free shoes. They said, you ain't bringing me nothing. I'm like, yo, it's me, Lewis. I'm the one who cleans out here. So the next day, I made it a point to bring three pairs of shoes. And these, you should have seen these guys outside of my job. They lost their shit. They were like, what? I knew you were coming back. I knew you was coming back. I'm like, no, you didn't. But, <laughs> But that's what I do. So vans, they like seeing that. So when I give out the free vans to the kids, whoever it is, the vans like because they're blown away because because when vans gives out money to nonprofits, even though you have a tax ID number, you can still be crooked. You can still be trying to hustle and sell them. I don't do that. For one, I like to have a good conscience, and it's all about karma. I do, and uh, I said I reached the point in my life when I was about forty-four, you know, forty-three, when my brother died, and everything came to a head where it's like, you know what? doesn't matter if you got a lot of money, especially with Kobe Bryant two weeks ago. doesn't matter how much money you got. doesn't matter how much fame you got. When your number's called, you're going to go. So that's why with me, with the vans, people are like, why do you give out so much? I'd rather just give them out. I did, that's what you're supposed to do. I remember I was, I was at my overnight job one morning, and I, and I listened to Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey, you know, he says some inspirational stuff sometimes. And I remember one night, one morning, I was feeling a little depressed. And he said, he was like, there's one point, there's a point in your life, doesn't matter if you're broke or rich, there's a point in your life when God, you know, he taps you on the shoulder and he says, you know, it's time to start giving back. So the Black Surfing Association was started in California and it's dedicated to creating a welcoming community and a sense of belonging within a culture that hasn't always been accepting of African-Americans. Can you tell us about the Rockaway area and why you felt this type of organization could serve the kids in your neighborhood? Well. The one thing about Rockaway is people don't know is is that um it's pretty much you know I mean it's black Latino but it's you know seventy five percent of youth drownings are African American kids um a lot of kids here it blows my mind they grow up here on the peninsula they grow up here by the beach and can't swim so when I first moved to Rockaway about thirteen fourteen years ago I always heard helicopters flying above I'm like what the hell is that and the locals told me. Nine times, you know, most of the time it's just, they're looking for sharks or a kid that's drowned. 
nine times out of ten, it's a kid that drowned. And a lot of these kids, they just don't know. They don't know. So it's funny because when I, not funny, but when I started uh, the BSA, before I get the kids in the water surfing, I show them what riptides look like. That's the first thing I do because the kids don't know. When you get out there and you get caught out in that rip, you don't do. Now you're putting first responders in danger. You put yourself in danger. So, I mean, like, uh, parents don't know either. When I taught the kids the riptides, the parents, like, they all surrounded me too. And I'm looking at all these parents, and I'm like, wait a minute, you guys don't know what a riptide is? And a lot of them are like, no. So they, I'm not just teaching the kids, I'm teaching the parents too. And these are parents who grew up here in Rockaway who don't know what a riptide is. And that's like, I blew my mind when I brought out four kids and 10 parents surrounded me. Yeah. And so it's it's about water safety, but it's also about giving these kids an activity and something to do, uh, you know, when they have the downtime. And you're not just doing surfing lessons, right? You also have other activities that you have the kids involved in. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, we do um, free skateboarding lessons. Uh, we do uh, free cooking classes. So I reach out to a lot of the local restaurants here in Rockaway and we you know, team up with them and we do free cooking classes. Like they'll cook like one of their favorite dishes. We'll have about six or seven kids go behind the uh, glass and the kids learn how to cook. And, and you know, it, it's a good thing. And we also do um, free water safety. So at the end of the the last day of surf uh, surf lessons, I found out that most of the parents were school teachers. I had no idea they were. And one of the parents was like, yeah, Lewis, why don't you come to our school and talk? And then that led to like five or six different occasions. And then, um, yeah, it's, it's just been crazy. And now with, with the whole Vans thing, I mean, that's just, it's nuts. And then I did an interview with BET. That's coming out soon. So Fox 5, NBC, it's just been... Like, well, people love and, what you're doing because I think that it's, I mean, it's unique. It's different. The fact that, just like you said, I mean, you weren't, when you got that magazine, you were like, what? This is a, a black guy surfing, you know? What was it that inspired you to start surfing? Was it that magazine or, um, you know, because did you start surfing before you started teaching these lessons? And oh, what's, yeah. what's your history, your experience with surfing yourself? Well, I'm a New York City skateboarder. I grew up skateboarding in New York City. Um, I grew up when, um, I don't know if you've if you ever heard of Zoo York skateboard, Zoo York. Mm -hmm. Zoo York is a big company here in New York. I grew up when that started uh, skateboarding. Um, I grew up uh, when DC sneakers, DC shoes started. Um, that was my scene. I grew up, you know, skateboarding in the 90s in, in New York where you skateboarded at night and you paid the security guards off to skate that spot. So when I moved to Rockaway, I was about maybe 34, 35, and I was winding down my skateboarding. And I, I didn't know, know what, my, what my outlet was going to be. So then I... Uh, took a day off work one day and I went because I had seven days of uh, vacation days at this job I worked at. So I was just using them up. So I said, you know, I just moved here to Rockaway. Let me go explore the town. So I walked over to the beach, the beach 90th, and there was everybody surfing. I was like, oh, this is crazy. I said, maybe I should do that. And then there was this one black guy there in the waters, one black dude, a bunch of white dudes, had to be 30 white dudes, one black guy. His name was Brian. James, Brian B.J. James. And um, he he uh, he has a book out. It's called The Nautical Negro. And he um, took me under his wing. He saw I was the only black dude, too. One of the only black. He was like four of us. But I was the only one that day. And he took me under his wing. He taught me everything about surfing. He taught me how 
white people are going to be like, yo, man, who's this black dude? Yo, you, you know, like he told me how, how you're going to be uncomfortable in the water. He taught me everything. So he's the one that schooled me on that kind of stuff. And I saw BJ. I was, I was shocked because here I am. I didn't know black people surf and surf like that. And then people were praising him. So when he walked over, because I had a Wu-Tang shirt. I'm a big Wu-Tang fan. I got a Wu-Tang tattoo on my arm, you can see. I got one on my neck there. I'm a huge Wu-Tang fan. And I had a Wu-Tang shirt on. So I was like, okay, a black guy. He must like Wu-Tang. So let me walk over to him. So I walk over to him. And he saw that shirt. He was like, yo, Wu-Tang. And he saw me. And right away, he said, who are you? And I'm like, yeah, I'm Louis. I just moved here. I'm like, I just started surfing. And like, he's like, yo, man, we got to talk. And I told him, he goes, listen, I'm going to take you under my wing. I'm going to teach you everything. And he taught me everything about surfing. That guy, right? Everything. I mean, and like, I, I credit him to this day. I was on NBC television and I said, BJ taught me everything. And like I said, he has a book called The Nautical Negro. He has quite the adventure. And um, that was the day that I said, I'm going to be a surfer. When I went up that day and I saw him and he put me under his wing, I said, that's it. I'm hooked. And, we, and similar to what BJ did for you, you're really doing that for these kids, too. You're giving exactly. them, you're taking them under your wing and you're saying, you know, you don't need to be uncomfortable in the water and you don't need to feel like you don't belong here. You do belong here. And I love that about what you're doing because you're right. I mean, I grew up in, you know, that same sort of culture of uh, we grew up in a beach town in our uh, summers. Uh, we spent our summers at the beach and it was very like a skater type of culture and surfing type of culture. And, uh, you know, that was all you knew was like the blonde haired white dude <laughs> that yeah. surfed, you know, yeah. it was just very stereotypical. And uh, I think it's really cool that you're showing these kids that that isn't what surfing, all that surfing is, you know, and, and that it's, it's, a, it's a sport that's available to everyone. And I love what, following your Instagram because it really does clearly showcase all that you're doing and the diversity of things that you're offering these kids and then how you're reaching out to the homeless too and you're taking that sponsorship from vans and spreading it as far as you can. It's just very inspiring. And I like to ask my guests what they feel is the importance of compassion and connection in our communities. And clearly fostering community for the youth in your area is very important to you. How would you say compassion plays a role in your work and your mission with the BSA? It has to be something that's done all the time. It can't be just, okay, this is all my downtime. It has to be something like you're compassionate. To me, for me, it has to be something that's done. Like when I'm at work, I work overnight, 12 to 9. And when I'm at work, I'm doing BSA. I mean, I try to get my work done because I work from 12 to 9. I try to get all my work done by 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning so I can do all my work with BSA. I do my networking. I do my marketing, you know, and, and like, you know, it, it can't be a thing where it's convenient for you. It has to be convenient all the time. And people always say to me, Louis, when do you sleep? I fall asleep when I'm dead. Like, like I'm trying to make history now. I'm trying to I'm laying the blueprint down for what other nonprofits are going to do. I mean, here in Rockaway, it's unheard of. You've never people here never done free surf lessons. They've never done free skate lessons. They've never gotten free sneakers from a billion dollar company and given them out for free. So what I'm doing now is hopefully when I'm dead and gone in 20, 30, 40 years, people are doing this and, and, and they're looking. OK, yeah, that guy, Lou, you know, he took that chance. And, and because you, know, you really care about what you're doing. And I think that 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 shows 100 percent in what you're doing. And you have an inspiring passion for helping kids and making an impact in your community. And like I said, that's clear. What would you say is the driving force behind your passion 
And how important would you say it is that we all do our best to make a difference with our own unique passions, like surfing and, and skateboarding? Skateboarding really is where it started for you. And when that passion, uh, you know, kind of ran its course, then you were looking for a new passion or outlet, like you said. And really, it's those passions that have led you to the work you're doing now. How important do you think that is that we all tap into something like that? You have to want to do it. I mean, there's people that want to do it for the fame and Instagram and pictures, but you have to do it from your heart. You got to I mean, this days in the morning that I don't want to get up and go do surf lessons. I want to sleep, you know, but I know once I'm rocking and rolling, it's it's all good from there. I mean, like we did um, a cooking class two weeks ago at Cuisine by Claudette, which is amazing. And whenever I do these events, I can't sleep after them. Like, I mean, like whenever I do, a, 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 especially a cooking class, I can't sleep because now I'm on Instagram. Now I'm posting. Now it's just, you know, this is what gets me going. This is what keeps me going. What are your goals for for the East Coast chapter of BSA? You know, when you get more funding and when you have more support, what is it that you would ideally like to do uh, with this organization moving forward? Just helping the kids. I mean, just we want to have like a BSA house. That That's our main thing. Um, there's a Vans house that they have in the Vans houses for up and coming surfers. So like we want to kind of have like a big, like one of these Victorian houses here in Rockaway, a big house where we can just you know, split up and the kids can have their rooms. The kids can, you know, come and wine. You know, like I said, we'll come and surf films, you know, homework. Just so an like an after you're thinking of like an after school spot where kids can come to this house and, and have a place to, to hang out, you know, with their exactly. free time after school. Exactly. And the thing about, you know, I love about it is, you know, you know, and the parents here, most of my parents here in Rockaway, most of them, this is the Irish, we call it the Irish Riviera here. There's pretty much, you know, just a lot of, you know, white people and they don't care about the name, about being Not one of them have ever came up to me and said, I don't like the black surfing name. What's up? No. You know what they see? They see that their kid is busy. They're having fun. I had this one mother come up to me and she's like, Lewis. My kid's always on that damn video game on Xbox. And now he wakes me up on Sunday mornings to come see you. And I'm like, yeah, that's what you do. It's like, you know, and like I had this one kid come up to me. And because I get people here in Rockaway who have search schools to get paid and they hate on me. I do it for free. They hate on me. And they're like, you don't like to get paid. You don't want money. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'll be good down the line. So I had one of my students come up to me. She's like, Mr. Lewis, I showed my friend Rebecca what a riptide was. And she didn't know what it was. And I said, see, that's my payment. You just keep doing what you're doing because it's from your heart and it's clearly making an impact in your community. So, Lou, thanks so much for taking the time to be here with us today. It was great talking to you and learning about the BSA. And uh, we're all going to follow along on your Instagram and uh, check out what you're continuing to do with the kids in your community. It's very inspiring. So thank you. No problem. Okay. You have a great day. Enjoy your Sunday. It was my pleasure. And hopefully you can come out here to Rockaway. I'll give you some lessons. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sign okay. me up. If you enjoyed this episode of the Be The Good podcast, please like, comment, and share. You can find more episodes on Apple Podcasts or your favorite Google Play app. And be sure to follow me on Instagram for daily inspiration at be.thegood. Thanks for listening, and until next time, remember that we can all find our own way to be the good. Mm-hmm.